0: the Non-League Soccer Podcast. podcast. Fumble the first few words. The Non-League Soccer Podcast where we speak to non-league soccer people in the US and across the US industry. Um, joining, this, well, joining me as ever, John Hall from DeKalb. Hi, John. Hi, Nick, how are you? I'm good, thank you, John. How are you? Should we just have this conversation and just ignore Madison? That would be good, wouldn't it? Just an hour of us and her just- You, you know, I've,
1: I've always, as often as you and I talk, I've wondered why we don't do that and just have an internal DeKalb County United uh, behind the scenes conversation except we, yeah. we we swear even more on that one at each other, enough, yeah. so. Maybe maybe we'll do it next time we,
0: we invite Andy Hayes, on. And we'll just have a background know. and just do nothing better. Um, and yeah, John, John aside, we are also um, very graciously receiving a guest from Chattanooga, Madison Foster-Smith, as she is now known. Hi, Madison.
2: <laughs> hey there, how's it going?
0: We're good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, as befoots this podcast these days, um, please introduce yourself, introduce yourself in two words or less. Go.
2: Yeah, so I'm Madison Foster Smith. I am the Director of Corporate Partnerships for Chattanooga Football Club. Uh, we are in NISA um, and we're getting ready for the semifinal home playoff match this Sunday.
0: Humble Brocky. <laughs> um,
2: I'm proud of my team.
0: <laughs> what's your official we will we'll get down that road in a second but what's your official title um within Chattanooga and like very vague job description so people like have a grasp of why we brought you on rather than just absolutely
2: of- so my official title is director of corporate partnerships and I am the woman that um other organizations in the area and regionally will call whenever they want to use some of their marketing and advertising budget um however it is, um become me calling a lot of national brands here recently which is kind of fun um but i am the relationship guru that is actually kind of what i like to do more than selling i hate the word salesman mm-hmm. so um as i've been in this role for over a year now i'm a relationship-based person so Definitely i don't care if, yeah i don't care if you're local or if you're regional or, or national
0: we're gonna have a relationship. I find it interesting, the more and more we talk to salespeople and sponsorship people, whatever, um, they do rely, they do lean on that terminology a lot more and like it's not cold hard sales, it's not going door to door and selling encyclopedias, is it? it's, it's not mm-hmm. even about getting the sale on this phone call, it's about,
2: mm-hmm.
0: about nurturing it for, like, for almost a lifetime value.
2: I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, most of my conversations that I have with people the first time we we speak, it is usually over coffee or lunch or a drink. And we talk shop like our personal business. We don't really even talk what we do for a living. It's how we got where we are, our families, um, what we love, what we hate. Uh, that has been most of my first time conversations with people.
0: I'm intrigued too. Oh, by the by how do you cope when you don't like the people? And like this is, the, this takes us down to cul-de-sac, I'm sure. But like, obviously there's people that you have to or not, you want to try and nurture a relationship with, but they, they're they smelly or they're odious or they're just awful <laughs> human beings. Um, but you know, their money is as much value as anything else's. And I'm not talking politically where, you know, there's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. I just mean, like, I don't like this person. How do you nurture that? Oh
2: man, that's a great one. So I've actually run into this once um, in my, in my one year being here, um, a brand new relationship. It was a referral from a current partner. And he was like, you definitely need to, you know, talk to this guy, see if he can do anything for you. And I was like, yeah. And we, I just tried to ignore some of the subtle misogynistic, great things he was saying to me. Um, basically trying to compare us to another, um, compl- like a baseball team in town, like somebody that has no relevance to us and how we should utilize him. And that was his argument. And I was like, well, I appreciate that, however. And I tried to just ignore that certain aspect of the relationship or the conversation and tried and steered it away. Um, we talk very occasionally. It's definitely not a partnership, um, but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's there if I need it. Um, but I just try to stay chipper and I just try to ignore some of the some of
0: the things By that they like to say yeah I, I i hear you i i, I yeah. yeah yeah anyway um john i'm intrigued john i'll let you talk in a second but you said something there that like he was at he, he was using referencing baseball and mm-hmm. that's not what you or i'm paraphrasing but you that's not what you do why do you think it's not because to me it's right yeah i appreciate you not against you know the red wolves for argument's sake but Sports is entertainment is against the cinema and against everything else. So why do you believe you're different?
2: Um, We are different simply because of how we operate in the background. Um, Yeah. So MLB has, you know, major league baseball has their stipulations and their qualifications you have to have for any visiting team that comes in or, um, you know, they provide a lot more and, you know, you look at Nisa or USL, and it's very, very different. Um, luckily, with Nisa, you know we're an independent soccer club, which is fantastic for us because we kind of get to make some of the rules for us as a club. Um, but we can't, we can't determine what other clubs do whenever they come and visit us. Um, that's you know. He thought, not he, he, thought,
0: he thought he was he doing us a, a homogenous organization, like mm-hmm. rather than an, Yeah, gotcha. Yes. All right, John,
2: yes.
1: go. On, go. Strapping kids. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for thanks for the uh, vote of confidence there, Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the interesting things um, in, in lower league soccer, medicine is um, mm-hmm. so many clubs at the lower levels. And, and Chattanooga is always an interesting story for me because um, I think since 2009 kind of started as the local club with amateurs and, and, you know, mm-hmm. on and on. Um, so really, really Chattanooga. Um, and 1 other club, I won't mention because I don't want to, um. Have kind of set the sets of footprint that it's possible. However, in the sheer numbers of clubs that have gone from strictly local, strictly amateur to. Fully professional, um, obviously the odds are not in our favor. Um, but the thing that is common amongst all these clubs is the dependence on sponsors to operate um, mm-hmm. and, and talk about independent. Um, with Nisa, it's independent, so you can control what you can control at your club level. You're not there's obviously minimum standards, but you're not. beholden to those things Um, and I think that's the struggle that a lot of lower league clubs have is. Some do a lot because they can some do less because they don't have to Um, some do less because they don't have sponsorships. Recently, we hosted a Q and A for for um, expansion for the Midwest Premier League that I'm on the board with, and right. on the number one bit of feedback was, I asked, "What is the biggest challenge to your club?" Because I wanted to get to know the potential clubs coming in. What you know, and sponsorship was always it. So I think I think telling the story that you, that you tell with your club. And how we can translate that into our clubs is important so as nick knows <laughs> i don't shut up but yeah, um, i'm that's curious like a prepared
0: speech. you're not accepting an
1: oscar here john just- i didn't even prepare it that's just that's just the way my mind works <laughs> well i apologize <laughs> um but i but i think i think what i'm always interested in um again i have to pare this down from your uh level <laughs> to ours both in terms of budget <laughs> expectation and need um but so the principles are the same. So as you, uh-huh. hey, um, new candy factory in town, right? What's Madison's uh-huh. approach to engage, build a relationship and ultimately uh-huh. create that partnership?
2: Yeah, um, so that's a, that's a good example. I know I, I didn't come into CFC until after the professional side of things, however, Having lived in Chattanooga before we were professional, um, it was the locality for me, the, the the local club aspect that we didn't have to be perfect in our season. Everybody knew the soccer players. Um, so, for instance, I, I always try to go after a local company first. Um, like to think of what their goals and their needs are as an organization. Um, obviously, if it isn't local, I still do do that for a regional or national company, like, like say Volkswagen, they came, we were able to nurture that relationship. Um, and I just listen to their goals, uh, what they're looking to get out of a partnership with us. Um, sometimes those local companies can only do like a trade at a, uh, uh, Um, opportunity at that moment. And that's okay because ultimately it helps the bottom line whenever you're doing budgeting. Um, If it means they're getting, like, I just got the, some of the guys, um, the liquid IV packs, things like that. That's things that they're not having to spend money on and they can focus and help with their recovery and and whatnot. I mean, we all could use those, um, especially after a long weekend. Um, So I just listen to the needs of the company. Um and that is really the the end game of it is what are they looking for? What are they looking for in to achieve in their goals? And figuring that part out before hitting them up for anything else. Um that has been like massage therapists that is another great great example that I've been working on is they don't have the cash flow to give us money. However, we're able to give them some sort of marketing trade in order to give the guys help with their recovery and rehab if they need it. Um, And then they can play better and then ultimately have a better season. So um, that is, that's essentially um, my my, you know, one thing that I do with talking with anybody is I wanna hear what you guys need from this. What are your expectations? Um, And that kind of sets the bar in understanding um, how we can help develop that relationship, help develop them as a company, because at the end of the day, it is helping us as a soccer club, but it is marketing and advertising dollars or in kind, it's gotta help the company too. So if it's all about the company, that has been very helpful. Like, how can I help you? It is not a give me your money and I'm going to do whatever I want with it situation. It's really, so, let's do that. Do you um,
1: do you find that a lot of these companies, the people you deal with, are uh, high, they highly value data and analytics? How many followers? How many likes? How many yada, yada, yada? Or is it more... <laughs> they have the relationship with you and the club and they move past all that
2: i would say most of them are relationship with me and the club um actually i'm going through a renewal process right now and they had asked for the impressions and the analytics behind uh their partnership and luckily we were able to give that to them um, because it was such a hefty number so that was really great that i was able to do that um but most of them have been trusting in our relationship and that's, what's making them move forward um, and do the renewal process or go it up in their partnership.
1: Do you um, ever struggle to come up with ideas? So let's say, let's say a business <laughs> yeah. approaches you and says, Hey, um, I have this, I have this, I, we sell air fryers. We don't have any money. What can we do? And you go like, oh, I don't, I don't know. We don't we use can a lot of air fryers and... at a game. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Has I mean...
2: that been presented to you?
1: <laughs> no, I just looked across the uh, kitchen and I saw my air fryer.
2: Okay, because I love my I... air fryer. I will take one in a heartbeat. But
1: I, but I just, <laughs> like just like something. Like this
0: doesn't help, John, but grilled cheese in an air fryer is a different level.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that's where I was like, sometimes you, and, and you pick an industry that sort of doesn't relate to athletics and sports and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and do you ever come up or struggle to come up with ideas of how to
2: integrate all the time all the time that's so natural because um or at least it's natural for me to just kind of sit there and get stumped um i come up with a lot of ideas while i'm speaking with that partner um after we've done like the goals and ideas and some sometimes it's our first you know, meeting as a partner, and sometimes it's second or third, but we will come up with ideas together. Um, I found that the partner usually already has a good idea of what they want and they don't say it until we start brainstorming together. So I, I particularly struggle because I, I see my, my brain is so black and white and I see assets versus creativity. Um, I'm very fortunate that most of my partners are creative, but also I have a great team surrounding me and I'm, I'm able to go back to them and be like, what do you guys think of this? How do you see them fitting in? And somebody always has an opinion and there's always that one opinion that just clicks and it works. Um, But I will tell you, it's a lot easier to, for some of those lower level partners or those people that you don't think would work. Um, to help them or help place them in maybe an asset that you're doing already that you didn't think was an asset, um, like what kit you guys are wearing. Like we we do a picture of what the the guys are going to be wearing, especially for an away match um, that people are not going to be at and or maybe they can't see from um, watching on our broadcast. And you know, making sure that that partner has. Like that visual aspect and then maybe we can like turn something into that but doing something that you're already doing is very helpful something that gets a lot of traction already do you you struggle
1: to um manage expectations from all these partners um like from a relationships from a relationship standpoint you Mm -hmm. have x number of of partners and Mm -hmm. um all of them are at the game sunday and Madison is trying to get around and thank them all and do, you know, the personal mm-hmm. touch. And, and mm-hmm. check it in. Um, you've already, you nodded that, yes, it's hard to manage expectations, but is there mm-hmm. like, is there ever like this confrontational standpoint? Like, well, Hey, this is what we agreed to and you guys didn't really follow through with it. Any ever had any of those kinds of things to deal with yet?
2: Um, kind of almost, um, I have um, a newer partner that is no cash and it is strictly trade. Um, now, mind you, the trade is very, very hefty. And, and it's been wonderful for us um, in the hospitality side of things. Um, however, uh, I had actually went above and beyond in our partnership. Um, fulfillment side and said, Hey, I know we didn't decide to do this sign until next season, but I want to go ahead and do that for you guys. Um, tried to, I don't know, throw them a bone. Um, and unfortunately I come back with, you know, felt unappreciative, um, on their end. However, I just got to step back and realize, you know, they're just wanting people in the door. And I, I did, I can't promise people will come into your door. Um, but just listening to them, um, it, it, it is hard. Um, but once you show them goodwill, they seem to back off. Um, but yeah i've i've it's here recently I've been dealing with a lot of partners with that managed expectations um situation, and they're all new. they're all new, so I think part of it is just that trust factor that they're they're trusting of me, however, they don't know me that well in order to know like you really can't trust us, we will take care of you so We've tried to go a little bit more above and beyond for some of these partners just to show them their value and really how much we do appreciate them. Um, for instance, we did bobbleheads this year of one of our star players, and I took two days to drive around to every single partner in Chattanooga and make sure they received one. And the response was overwhelming, and it really helped me with that relationship with those contacts to know like we value we appreciate you i am taking time out of the office to make sure you know i am here for you um and you know it's a bobblehead it's nothing crazy but they would have thought i hung the stars and the moon for them so those little gestures have really paid.
0: and it wasn't about the bubble head right like they're grown adults right. they don't need a bubble it was the fact that they mattered to you in that moment
2: yes yeah yeah
1: is is there a point madison with and i don't know how many how many partners you have is there a point where jeremy's gonna love the answer to this when you need (laughs) like help like the 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 Mm -hmm. thing that i get stuck with in our club is is i'm i'm the most comfortable telling the story so Mm -hmm. i'm the most active in in working with people and reaching out to new people and And trying to have those opportunities to sit down and build relationships um and then it's and then it's a relationship with me just like it's Mm -hmm. a relationship with madison Mm -hmm. well i'm trying to integrate the others that are starting to help and have for, for a few years but they've got their their people that they work with that they're close with but i like to blur the lines as much as possible where your relationship is maybe with my face but it's with the badge and if i don't take care of you somebody else here will and is that is that a struggle? I guess if it's if it's kind of, if it's mostly you right now, it's probably not too bad. But at, at a certain point it becomes hard to manage all those expectations again and continue like you think if well if I could get six of me doing what I'm doing, you know, the sky's the limit, sort of, but it's it becomes difficult to repeat sometimes.
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, this summer, I kind of felt like I was drowning. Like it was my fir- this is my first full season and we had both men's and women's teams and it was a lot. I mean, there was two games a week, sometimes even three. Um, however, um, I, I feel like our front office, we are all really close. We all definitely do have different roles, but we are not an organization where, oh, well, that's not my job description, so you can have fun doing that on your own. Um, I kind of started off the partnership with them understanding that, yes, I I might be your point of contact. However, this person is going to handle your ticketing, and I trust that person's fully with your ticketing aspect um, your hospitality if there's a hospitality um, piece in their package they know to talk to that person um, so it's I try to make it very clear that you know I am your point of contact if you do have quarrels if you do have any feedback please come to me like I am happy to to make sure it's right um, but also those two people that I have kind of under my wing in that, partnership aspect, I trust them fully. And I, there's sometimes I don't hear from partners um, and they will only hear from them. And that means that I, I did an okay job thinking these people can handle this. um, And the partners don't seem to have any quarrels either. So yes, they're in the ticketing side of things. um, And I'm kind of the only partnership person. However, it does fall a lot on me and making sure that the partners are Happy and good um, and making it's really more making those decisions um, on the partnership side that fall on. Jeremy and myself,
1: so when you uh, 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 when you bring in a new partner and you say, this is the, the Pelican package that they just bought um, and it applies to hospitality and ticketing and match day and. Merchandise and, and all different departments within the club. What is that internal? I know obviously you guys being full time, you have more time to. Meet and collaborate than Nick and I do on our weekly 20 minute catch up calls and the rest of the board and everybody Uh, what's that internal communication like and then. How do you make sure sort of that those deliverables were delivered. And are delivered at (laughs) each match or whatever the agreement Mm -hmm. is.
2: Yeah, so. We have contracts that are um, that I do personalize for every partner um, and the people that need to see this partnership are able to see them. Um, however, whenever there is a new partner that especially is game day focused, I make sure that um, the appropriate person, so ticketing and hospitality, they understand, hey, this person, wants this and this needs to be done by X. So I just set it off really, really granular, like this is what needs to happen. Then um, it gets done. Um, now a lot of some of the game day aspects, especially if it is um, like asset related, like, on the video board luckily that can um be replicated by our video board team and and that marketing team so that way i can fulfill it and then show that proof of performance to the partner um however it's something that needs to take photos we do have a photographer that i'm able to relay that information to um and set that that expectation like i need xyz um It's usually an immediate thing that I like to tell people. So it's on their radar or however they process things, um, they are able to put it on their calendar or write themselves a note. um, And then I let them take it from there if it's something that they need to do. Um, But it's my role is very communicative. I mean, it has to be um, or no one, no, it wouldn't get done. Let's be real. Like sponsorships are some of the hardest because fulfillment can really, really be hard. Um, and kind of tear you down sometimes. Cause you're just like, wait a minute, how am I going to do this? Um, you know, who am I going to have helped me do this? Um, and you're taking phone calls all day and it's, it's great, but you've got to communicate. Um, sometimes I even have to pull in Jeremy to be like, who do you think my, you know, my CEO, how, how do you think we can, Logistically manage this um, and it's like a brainstorming effort.
1: So uh, this is an interesting thing that happened to me a couple of years ago. I had a, a partner that um, we, we had an agreement on uh, it was field side banner. It was an exchange of service and in exchange. We put field side banners up mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I've, I've. I've didn't really hear much from them all year and we were relatively new. So I was, I'm not an expert in what I do anyway. So, um, I probably should have followed up a little bit more throughout the season and those kinds of things. But you live and you learn. Yeah. Um, so I went to renew, right? Hey, can we do it again? Really appreciated it? You know, here's a recap of the season. And that was, they wanted yes. to uh, use the term proof of performance. Uh, yes. Did you did you put our banners up? Yes, I did every game well can you show me that you did that and i I, my response internally to nick probably was did they not care enough to come attend the game right that i did that yeah um so we started i I actually sent my daughter last year we get all the banners up and i make her go around and take pictures Mm -hmm. not every game but just just little things like again smaller scale we have a video board um but have you found that to be something that you, they hold your feet to the fire a little bit for for that proof of performance?
2: Some of them do, for sure, um, especially those banners. Um, we use field boards, um, those metal, you know, six by one meter long um, field boards. And most of them are like, well, where where is it? And I'm like, it's right there. And they're like, oh okay, well, that's just a photo. How do I know it was there? And I'm like, well, how about you come to a match? How about you come to the next match? And you'll see where it's at. Um, You will see it visible in the broadcast or watch the broadcast when we're home. If you can't make it to the game, if you're out of town, watch the broadcast and you'll see it. So I kind of force them a little bit, force their hand a little bit. Um, Obviously not too aggressively, but just a little assertiveness. Like we're, we're doing what we say. Now you, as a partner, look and see what—sorry, look and see what we're doing for you. You know, so I kind of be a little assertive back to him.
1: Yeah, Madison, if you could stop the beeping in the background, we'd appreciate it. It's ruining the quality of the broadcast. I know, I'm just
2: the worst. Um, where do you,
1: Nick? We'll be with you in an hour or two, um, Madison. Where do you stand on um, long-term, short-term partnerships?
2: Oh. I really, really, really appreciate a multi-year partnership. Um, after my, so I came on to CFC September of 21, and our season ended in November. So I was prospecting, nurturing relationships, building bridges that were burnt, uh, you know, trying to do it all in you know, November, September to January. And then our season started end of March. So, luckily, we had two major partners that were on three year deals. So, thank God for that um, because they were hefty deals and that they were a lot of fulfillment. And instead of having to worry about renewing them, I was just able to touch base and, and talk to them, build that relationship again. So, I am a firm believer in two year deals. Firm, at least two years. Um, it takes a lot of pressure off of myself, um, the team around me, and it honestly the partner as well because I have found that partners they have time for us, especially if they love us. However, they've got they have jobs, they have families, they have things that they have to do, and it just respects their time as a partner. Being like, hey, this touching base with them, like, hey, we're a mid year. Um, in the twenty twenty two season, you still have a partnership, and I just wanted to show you what we've done so far and make sure you guys are are happy with what it is so far un- unless we have to speak about something. So I'm a firm believer in two years firm what
1: what, what is I'm your what is your cadence like in the off season? Um, again, mine's very different, right? We have like an eight month off season. so we go into uh, everybody tries, including Nick, tries to get me to hibernate for the month of August, right? <laughs> Doesn't happen Um, by September. I'm formulating my approach for sponsorships. Again, starting to get the Mm -hmm. ball rolling on what those new packages might look like. Who do Mm -hmm. I want to target? What other staff do we have that knows other people that I can add to the list and figure out whatever. So I go into sponsor mode pretty heavy from now, a month ago, October 1st to, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people for us, we don't play till like may, People don't think about, hey, DeKalb County United's back until the weather breaks in March, right? And then they're like, hey, how can I get in right. on this? And I'm like six months in the rearview mirror. Like I would right. love to talk to you in November. What is, what is that like for you going through your off season? Obviously much shorter. Um, again, an, an enhanced reason to have multi-year agreements because then maybe you're only rolling over half of those each year. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, taking, it's taking that workload out. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that like? Do you try to like, tiptoe around the holidays or use the holidays as an excuse to, Hey, let's go get a, let's go get a holiday beverage and catch Mm -hmm. up because everybody's so fast.
2: Yeah. I've actually started, have started the renewal process right now and our season is still going on. So um, it was really important for me to touch base with partners before the season was over to make sure they came out to a match um, to have that that face to face moment with them. And it it's been fruitful so far, especially with one of our new guys this year, he was like, it was his presenting match partner night. And he came up to me, we were, he was doing the coin toss and was down on the pitch with him. And he goes, Hey, I want to be on the yellow card next year. Like that's, that's done deal. Like that's what I want. I'm like, okay, that's great. We are um, in September, so let's circle back in the next couple months, Um, but you can tell in the heat of the moment, that excitement being on the pitch, he was like, yeah, I'm in, so yeah, with, with a shorter season, you know, I would, that's kind of what I would do is I would just get them out to a match and just be like, this is what you're investing in, this is the excitement that you want to be a part of um, because I, I mean, I had to start it early or I'm pretty sure Jeremy would be like pulling me off of the, the rug. Like, are you okay? Like you good? What do you want? What, what do you need? You need a, do you need a glass of wine? What do you need? So um, starting early. Absolutely. I, I love that idea. I'm a planner, so it just speaks to my heart. Um, but you are going to have those guys that don't want to talk till January, but I try to get them, before their budget is set for the next season, just so that way, you know, ob- for obvious reasons.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I struggle with too. I, and I try, just, a lot of people that, that I talk to at this level that try to do this stuff, you know, it's all like, oh yeah, my uncle owns a barber shop or, or whatever. And they um, they like, they don't have the um, confidence to kind of walk in and like talk to a bar owner, talk to a oh, bar, bar owner is probably the easiest. Talk to a big <laughs> president like, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you and your community bank about mm-hmm. getting on your radar. Um, and, and us, again, like one of the things that we don't have the resources for is is the cool montage videos and the cool hype videos. And like some of the stuff that you can share, still nothing replaces like come out to match day and hear Nick speak in his native mm-hmm. tongue of the, the King's English. Here he comes. <laughs>
0: I'm not a performing your... this is the point, <laughs> right? At pretty much every call, he crows bars in, oh, Nick's English and he's got an accent, like I've got any choice in the matter, All right? Um, <laughs> just on that, right, <laughs> as someone who, despite what you might think, John, um, has chronic, like, meeting new people anxiety, um, how do you break through that knocking on the door? How do you get your foot in the door?
2: Um, I've been, so everybody's different. We all know this. I've been using LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, and as I try to make it as personal as possible, because we all hate getting those LinkedIn messages. They're like, I want to send you a demo. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, hold your horses, like take me out to dinner before anything else. Like, you know, so I try to make it as personal as possible. However, I go to the business. If I don't know anybody, I will go to that business and I'll be like, I just really wanted to, you know, leave this here, my business card. Um, and then I created a one pager on partnerships. Um, and I have a nice little blue folder. Um, but I created that, I took time and I did that in Canva. Super easy. Um, yeah, like <laughs> we are bare minimum sometimes over here too. And um, I drop it off and i found great success with that just being a personal like hey just wanted to come by see what you guys were about um do you by chance know who i need to speak with and if you don't you know i'm just gonna leave this here you know love to host you at a next match and just really create that excitement and they love it they love it
0: mm-hmm.
2: do you find that it's not always that easy no it's
0: not is it but let's, yeah. let's just imagine <laughs> it is. um have you noticed you say you've already started planning for next year. Have you noticed like the fact that the team was successful on the pitch, making it easier this time around?
2: No. Um, it's, it's a lot more fun to talk about. Yeah, um, uh, last year was, you know,
0: we saw, it was a struggle some at yeah.
2: sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun to talk about, um, especially when, when you're winning, things do, come across like you're just more excited. Um, so I actually, whenever I do talk to people that do care about our team winning or losing, most of them understand the fact that it happens. Like my Patriots last night were a good example. Like obviously, yeah, we were great for, uh, oh yeah, you're a Bears fan, aren't you? Great, great. Cause I get you and Jeremy now, Anyway, Mac Jones is not the guy, and Bill Belichick needs to figure it out. But anyway, Mac so,
1: Jones you know, is kind of, a lantern.
2: There you go. Yes, there you go. he is. I'm so mad at him, and he's an Alabama boy. He needs to go somewhere. Just he he's just somewhere.
0: an outsider right now. Don't, don't understand hard. this nonsense sport at all. But um, my understanding is it of is it that um, I think you've had a run. You, you deserve, deserve sometimes in the doldrums. You're all right. You'll yes. Be back.
2: Yes, and I'm okay. I am. I'm okay with the fact that we're in a rebuilding period, and I I like to just tell people, hey, we're rebuilding. I mean that that happened. We have a whole new roster this year and a new coaching staff. It was. It happened. Um, so I just I'm pretty transparent when it comes to our winning and losing seasons.
1: What um, Madison, you you guys have a uh, CFC Academy. You have a. CFC Foundation also yes. maybe. Yes. Um what what sort of uh relationship do you have in partnerships with those organizations? Is it sort of like all melded together? Or is it everybody kind of sort of on their own and how does that work? And I'm asking selfishly because we now have a youth academy nice. and um they are a separate entity, separate mm-hmm. nonprofit from us but Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to do all the partnerships sort of together so that in our small community, we don't have like like seven people telling seven stories. I think it's important. I love
2: that so much. So I commend you for starting that early. Um, So unfortunately, so right now, I like to tell people we're kind of like a wheel. CFC is the middle of the wheel. And we have all these different spokes that come out from us, including the academy, uh, the foundation, and then other pieces of the foundation. Um, I would love ultimately to have somebody that is in charge of all partnerships and you are able to, in quote, sell for every single entity under CFC. However, that can get a little difficult. Um, you've gotta really have that brain of, okay, obviously the foundation is a 501c3, the academy is a 501c3. So where's that money going? How to you know, differentiate between us and the academy? I do have partners that are in multiple facets. Um, Of they're in, they have assets in every single uh, entity of CFC. And it's great that I'm able to use those components. um, And I commend you for doing that now. I think it helps with, like you said, the story. You're able to tie it all up with a pretty bow. You're not dipping into multiple buckets, um, especially in these small communities when you're going after local people. You don't want your academy, your youth soccer academy people to go after somebody that you just got a chunk of change from some, uh, that same person, and they have nothing to give to that 501c3. And then your youth academy is like, oh, well, I wish I would have known or I wouldn't have asked. It's just wasted time and efforts. And to me, it's just very inefficient. So I commend you for doing that already. Um, I I do have a good relationship with the academy people. Um, He luckily does have a position with CFC, so we're able to tag team a lot of that, and he's able to send me referrals, and I'm actually able to do the same. Um, so I love that. Love that.
1: Well, I will. Uh, like, well, I will check back in a year and let you know uh, if I'm, you know, if I'm able to to yeah. make a program and hit the right notes with with partners that you know. It's sort of like figuring out how to pull on. Their heartstrings in different ways because some people, some people are motivated by sick dogs, and some people are motivated by youth sports, and some people mm-hmm. like soccer, and some people hate soccer. And figuring out what the important part of it is in, in within our community, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But I'm already kind of doing it, so I think mm-hmm. it, like. It's not a huge burden on me that it would be on somebody else from scratch. So, And I'll tell you
2: something that has helped me this year that I don't know. And I think that it was trying to be done before I came on board was honestly tapping into the academy and seeing where those parents worked. Um, You know, US Express came on because they were involved with the academy, their logistics company. They were involved with the academy. They loved CFC so much. They wanted to be a partner with CFC. So that was kind of another tactic that I nurtured was there's that beeping again that nurtured. Like, I'm just the worst guys. It's terrible. Just throw in the towel. It's fine.
1: Call it a day. Um, so interesting, Madison, interestingly, um, in the last 24 hours, I sent an introduction email to our Academy directors saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm John. I'm in charge of partnerships for DKCU and the Academy. If anybody mm-hmm. works anywhere or owns a business and wants to have a chat, let's see what we, so ju- I just recently sent that same sort of Introductory note out to the mm-hmm. um, directors so they can share it with all the academy families and see
2: if there's any yeah. potential there. Yeah, it, it has worked wonders for us and especially honestly just getting those people just coming t- just to come to a match and just a better understand CFC um, and get them excited because at the end of the day, if they don't have the money to spend or if their business can't give they know somebody else. They can refer and i've i've been referred to other academy parents that they're just hyped they just love the organization and that really boils it down like do they love the organization yes then they're yeah. they're probably going to help in some way
1: one of the one of the tactics i i used and it, it worked moderately well now that i understand what i'm actually asking and you and i might have spoke about this a while back madison about um the the challenge in the world with employee retention Mm -hmm. so the one of the one of the bigger manufacturing companies in town um employee owned company um they bought i don't remember how many a bunch of tickets Mm -hmm. and they hosted a tailgate and they invited all their employees plus one Mm -hmm. to come out to a game Um, and they set up a big tent and had it catered and did a whole thing. And that was most of those employees first experience with our club. Mm -hmm. And instead of a a sponsorship or a partnership, they just actually did a big group, a group ticket purchase, which is still a great revenue. Yeah. And, And ultimately, if we could do that. Instead of trading banners and all that other stuff, like, I want people to enjoy what we do because we, we Absolutely. work hard. We try to provide a great sporting and and local and, and affordable environment for, for kids and for families and have a beer. And. Um, if I can get more companies to, to do that, I, mean, I don't care if it's 20 people at a dentist office invite them. I don't care if four of you can show up. I mean, it's four Mm -hmm. people that may have not done it. So that's one of the things that I have in my packet, so to speak, which now you make me want to make it a one pager instead of eight. Um, But that's (laughs) one of the things like, Hey, if, if this doesn't work, none of these things work for you, consider this, or just buy a season ticket membership for your family. You get flex tickets. Mm -hmm. You come to any game. So I have sort of these, I, I don't know. I call them undersells. Like, here's the big stuff, the shiny stuff, but if that doesn't work, mm-hmm. do this. Or I'll tell you what, just come to one game. There are $5 tickets in advance and, and just come check it out. And then we can talk next year. And I try to yeah. just kind of handle it a little bit.
2: Yeah. I've, I've definitely, our team has pushed. And and I say hospitality because to me that we, we group in group sales and hospitality. Um, so we've gotten great traction with just group sales. Those people that contacted me for a partnership and they realized maybe it wasn't a good fit at this moment, but they do a group sale or they did a huge hospitality area. And it's at the end of the day, they're still having a great time. They're getting the experience. And that's what I care about. It's not getting a paycheck, which is, you know, yeah, it's great. But at the end of the day, do they love CFC? That they have a great time. My job is done. You know, I have
1: I have a question that I, I have not um... Uh, I've not done this myself yet, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. When you have a partner um, of of any experience, a year, two, three, four years with you guys, um, what is the ask like for, hey, you did this last year. I think we did a fantastic job delivering on your expectations. What do you think about juicing that by 30% and making it a longer term commitment? Like, What's that ask like for you?
2: So, I'm actually going through that right now with somebody um, that will remain nameless Um, since we are in the negotiation kind of stages. um, It's, I definitely didn't want to brag on ourselves too much because there's always room for improvement. Um, I, I started it off with, were you guys happy? what did you guys think about this? This is something that we first did. What was your take on it? And I got their take and I made it about them. I spun it on them to make it, you know, cause let's be real, everyone likes to talk about themselves. Um, and then I was able to go, well, I believe we did this really well. We executed a XYZ, um, But I would like to play on that a little bit more. What do you think about this? And I kind of just throw it at them. Most of the time, I mean, so, in this instance, it's been fine. Um, it was a little nerve wracking, but all, at the end of the day, I knew that they could a afford it and b they were enthusiastic because we did such a good job in that execution. So it was prime time, and it's worth it. It's so worth it.
1: One of the one of the things that we are trying to do, or maybe just me, but I think we we as an organization are trying to do um more community outreach which can be i, I loosely define it as, it's a it's a big thing it could be setting up a booth at a community event or a fair yeah. it could be sponsoring a soccer camp at the high school it could be anything that is us out either financially or in time or in show or in branding or whatever um mm-hmm. and one of the things okay. that i i'm as i'm renewing and trying to you know talk to everybody again is If you're able to do X amount more, it goes into these kinds of outreach funds where your money actually comes through us and then goes back out. So it's not, we're not taking, we don't need your money for field rentals. We need your money to take what we do to the next level Mm -hmm. and market it better and to promote you better and to promote local nonprofits better. And so I'm trying to figure out how to wrap my head around like that, that goal or that fund that, that we kind of have set aside where. Yeah. Hey, we we allocate X amount of dollars towards outreach. We'd like to double it. We wondered if you would help us contribute to that so that we can continue to pay it forward.
2: Um, that's one of my
1: approaches. There's no question there.
2: Just... Well, I think it's a great idea. We we've been trying. We've actually been toying around with that ourselves, but more on the maybe an annual pass holder side that wants to give back to the community, and it it's not necessarily for us, but. Like a booth or anything like that, but it'll it will pay for tickets for people that might not might could they can't afford it. So it might be a family in the foundation. So we've been toying around with idea um, with that idea. It's it's been a year. It did not happen this year, but you know, sports that happens. You know, you have this great plan and then it just jumps up on you and you have to move on. But I definitely don't think that's a bad idea because you let's be real, you need that time that effort and ultimately at the end of the day, the money to do those things. Uh, We are out in the community quite a bit um, doing those things, those types of sponsorships, a booth. Um, Some of those are trade because they're involved with like the zoo. Um, We give them tickets. We give them certain, you know, like a nonprofit give back night. And they give us a space because they see the value of what we give them. So we trade it off. That's another thing that we've done here as of late,
1: it's it works really well. You're up, Nick. You spoil me. I feel like you just talk just to do more questions than you jump. So, um,
0: I mean, my big one was because of my social. Be like, what, How would you get in? So, I guess then you said you got you knocked that together. You you knocked your little brochure together. Your little brochure, you said patronizingly. Your little brochure in um Canberra and whatnot, and you did it all. Like, is that symptomatic of? Fuck it. I can't be bothered waiting around or, um, you know, and marketing got 27 other things going on or more of a siloed work approach of like, Oh, we just handle our stuff. And like, how interne- inter- how inter- interconnected are you as departments?
2: So I knew this was going to be, um, something that I was the niche at. So I just went ahead and say, "Fuck it! I did it? So it was one of those. Um, however, Whenever there is a situation, um, if it's going to be put out on social, if it is a brand-related graphic, something, I will shoot it to our communications team and and our marketing team just to make sure I'm not far off. Um, but we kind of have used so shout out to one of my old nonprofit jobs. I have the free Canva, so it's been really it's been really great to utilize where we have a team and we're able to bounce each other's. Ideas off of it. Um, most of the time, it is we we like to create something that's going to be internal. We create it and we just no questions asked. We do it. All uh, right. And some uh, of our people are very creative, mm-hmm. and some of our people are not. You know, we we have this running joke that you know graphic design is my passion. It's really my passion, but it's I'm
0: terrible.
2: Yeah. So
0: like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is the camera, yeah. camera is a terrible, is a dangerous yeah. tool because we all now think, oh, we can do it, right? Let's like, go crazy. Um, yeah. In terms of nurturing those relationships, and again, everything is, is client and ind- individual dependent, but like, in, when you, do you have in some sort of cadence in terms of how regularly you want to check in on people? Obviously, some people need more hand-holding and some people screw them, but like... Mm-hmm. Is is there a point at which you feel you're overbearing or neglectful?
2: Um, So the one thing I want to avoid ever is to be a pushy salesman, even if I've gained the the partnership. Um, I actually send an email out to every single partner, (laughs) excuse me, um, the day before each match. And that is my, my touch point during the season. A, to remind them that there's a match because they normally have tickets or some sort. They have an annual pass included in their partnership. So I want to be like, hey, this is is what's coming up. We're excited to host ABC while we're at the match. You can come visit the ID4, by VW, you know, trying to hype up the night um, before they get there. Um, So with that, I am, you know, I feel fortunate that I don't have to check up on partners quite a bit unless it is like they're presenting match partner night. Um, And I try and plan that ahead of time. But that is, that's been really helpful is to send out that blanket email saying, hey, excited to see you. I kind of put that pressure on them, like excited to see you tomorrow. Um, Make sure that they understand, like I'm expecting to see you, like, you know. So um, right now, I am been hitting them up hard, um, and they know that because I wanna. I I get on their calendars to talk about next year, Uh, but for the most part, you know, I have to say I'm pretty fortunate with my partners. I talk to VW quite a bit um, for obvious reasons. Um, In and and just to to not interrupt, Madison,
1: could I could I get your contacts uh, information real quick, please? Yeah. Okay, just shoot that over. Thank you.
2: (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean. I try to make it just a quick like hey just touching base how you guys doing um most of the time i i call them or a lot of my partners text me like hey can i have this like what do you guys think about this like cool yeah a lot of my partners trust me enough to text me which that's fine
0: yeah for sure i had this interesting thing the other day it's like i don't know what it was but like why like the text is criminally underused because like if we if we get a phone call from a number we're not expecting or we can just say you know block it anyway because you know the pl- I don't mm-hmm. them. and we get an email we're like straight in the bin without reading it spam but like 98 percent of our texts we read or whatever the number was right yes. we should be marketing yes. a hell of a lot more through texts and sms and whatsapp and all the rest of it right
2: and yes, I completely agree. We actually um, have created a partnership with Text Request. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They are, um, I love them. They're great. Um, they are local um, as of right now. So I just have a feeling somebody's going to scoop them up, is why I say that. I just have this weird feeling. They just are great people um, and a great software. Um, we use them a lot um, in our marketing, and it's, it has proven worthwhile. And not just just for that touch base, but for data. We're able to grab so much data and understand our fan base more and people that maybe we're on talking to that love us or they want to get to know us and love us more. Texting has been fantastic in that grabbing of data. I love texting.
0: Just, sorry, John, you can have have a back for a second, but again, this is probably a marketing question. Have you had any experience playing around with WhatsApp in terms of WhatsApp broadcasts and sort of bulk communications? Because obviously what you're doing is more on a one-to-one exchange, right? So you can't hyper-personalize what's going out. But I'm just genuinely curious as an organization, even, Chattanooga played with it.
2: You know, we have not used WhatsApp. Um, I've used it for, you know, I hate to say this, like, I haven't had the, a use for using it. I've used it f- one person who had an international number and it was Marcus Sports. That's the only time I used it because every time I felt like I used it in the past, I got spammy messages. So I just, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But I know that it's like, mm-hmm. you can do encryption now, which is really cool. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, again, why not? it's like we said, <laughs> you you're, is the one for right? So you probably don't, right. you don't need
0: it as much, but,
1: yeah. go on, John. Right. No I, I I tell you what um I I I've got uh asterisks next to a bunch of things you said Madison um I I appreciate the time I I don't I don't want to keep you any longer cuz I want to check mm-hmm. back with you in a year and see what we've uh learned together um mm-hmm. so I know I appreciate you taking the time it's all uh fantastic stuff and I think like I said lower league clubs so, uh, they live and die by sponsorships. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, having people that are doing it uh, at the, at the level above um, gives us something to strive for. And there's, and there's little basic things that, that apply it at any level, mm-hmm. you're saying, whether you're selling partnerships or widgets or air fryers, I had to say that <laughs>
2: I know. Well, I was, when you when you were like, oh, you know, we sell air fryers. I'm like, yeah, I'll take one. Just give it away. Like, <laughs> give it away. But that was that's like been the running joke. Um, Jeremy, my boss, is like, uh, so when are we giving away an ID four to a lucky fan? And I'm like. Shut your mouth! I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna get that ID four before anybody else does. Right. Yeah. No, you shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> and it's sort of <laughs> <No>. promoted, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you another thing that we have tried to implement this year, and I might have stolen this from another club. Um, the idea behind it um, is having a business club and getting all of the partners together, maybe once a quarter. Nothing too crazy or fancy, but it's hosted at a partner's location. Like we have an um, a garden nursery partner, and they're local, and they loved that idea that people can come to their business that are also business owners or they know people that would utilize them and getting together with all of my partners, which is you know, around fifty um, and and talking and having kind of like a networking. You know, night, but not networking, because who wants to brand anything networking nowadays? It is a worse, it's like bandwidth. Like I don't have the bandwidth. Okay, just stop. So networking also is one of those words for me. So making it more of a business club and showing the partners how again, how much we appreciate you. Your value is everything. Here are other people that we want to connect you with so that way your business grows. So it's a,
1: it's a little uh, <laughs> uh yeah. football club some comments, really. A little bit. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's a good idea. Do you guys do anything else like a um, any formal like end of the year or season kickoff thing with all the partners? Do you do any regular events like that?
2: So we did that this past year with the women's team launch. Um, so I've got a brainstorm and, and we also did it with the Jersey um, uh, unveiling because it, we did get, A new kit sponsor, and it was and it was big. So those two events, especially with partners, were major this year. So I'm I've got to brainstorm and think about what can happen next year, especially with that season kickoff. But yeah, we we tend to do them beginning of the year.
1: I always struggle with like you want to respect people's time. Some of them want to just give you money because you're doing good things and get away from me and don't bother me for two years. (laughs) Others want like I don't want to be imposing my will on on these people um and be like you said needy and 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 but at the same time (laughs) to do something nice even if it's not a formal dress-up thing but Mm -hmm. hey we're having appreciation night from six to nine at this mexican restaurant stop Mm -hmm. by have a cocktail uh just want to thank you and meet the coach and like those are the things that we always say on this podcast we always say you can't replace boots on the ground um but it, it sometimes it just gets like, boy, that's a lot of effort to even put a simple event together, and then what's the response going to be? Mm-hmm. And you don't want a dud of an event, and then you don't get to actually talk to everybody because there's too many people. So am I actually mm-hmm. building relationships, or is it just controlled chaos? And and so I've been hesitant to try some of those things. I probably need to be a little bit more just uh, risky and just it go. But what, that's that's a perfect
0: excuse <clears throat> for a pregame tailgate yeah yeah, well, yeah. That's true. yeah. Anyway. um madison before we start this and before we go before we go um i did warn you that i was going to ask you two quite well one question i did, there's another one coming but um is there anyone that you think we would benefit or that you know the football soccer landscape would benefit from talking to whether it's within chattanooga or just a business contact or whatever that anyone we should have on the podcast
2: so i've been thinking really hard on that one because I I am kind of I'm definitely a newbie in in sports and in, in this kind of industry um and you know I actually just made contact with um with the NFL Jaguars mm-hmm. um Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. and we had a conversation it was very interesting um because they are so relationship based um kind of like we are um but it's kind of hard to to compare lower league, anything to NFL, let's be real. Um, But they were so inviting and so willing to talk to me about my lower league endeavors. They, I think, I think they found it very interesting just because they are in such a higher league. So um, I would like to see if they'd be interested because they brought me so much insight that I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And I was able to take it. Um, And we have a relationship now, which whoever thought that, somebody in yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee would ever have a relationship with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like oh. it like was the coolest thing. Um, so, so Madison yeah. to,
1: to build on to build on that too. Um and I think that's one of the things that NISA could do with with the Midwest Premier League being an affiliate league. Those are Absolutely. the kinds of, of uh, I almost said networking, but I won't say it. Those are the type of um continuing education, brainstorming zoom meetings that we could have collectively that would impact yes. and then have somebody from the nfl that could come in and say hey here's some things we do at a grander scale here's how i would simplify mm-hmm. it um, right. those are those are great things that we're actually we want to host some of those as a league anyway um again just trying to figure out timing and yeah. all that stuff but but so when did you say your uh Chattanooga and the Jaguars are uh, announcing a partnership what was that what yeah was we're,
2: we're hosting the Jags at Finley Stadium nice. you know nice. you know yeah so I thought that would be a very interesting one but I'll tell you somebody local that um I think would be a really good asset he actually just passed along three books to me we have we're Liverpoolians um, where you sit on the board together. I know, shocker, we're Liverpoolians, and, um, his name is Ryan Russell, and he is a principal at a local media group, but he is far wiser than anybody I've ever met in my generation, and so self-aware, and it's really hard for a type one enneagram to find somebody who else is just as self-aware, um, and I, I turn to him for a lot of advice, so, um, I would love for you guys to talk to Ryan because his his business ethics are fantastic, but he also is so in touch with the community and relationships, but just just in general, he is he's he's been great for me as a friend and a mentor. Cool.
1: Madison, thank you. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh thank keep you in guys touch of to luck over the weekend, big match thank and you. Uh, bring it home. Yeah. Good luck. Yes, thank we you. will